welcome everybody to episode number 10. Yeah, that's right. Round of applause to all of you that made this happen and, and kept it alive. It's been awesome. It's been fun to do. And, you know, I say it every week. We're going to keep on rolling with it. It's fun. Everybody enjoys it. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. So we're going to keep it rolling. Episode 10 just about did not happen this week. Um, most of you probably know I'm a little under the weather. I've got COVID not feeling so well. So I'm going to grind this out and we're going to get through it. So um, anyway. I mean, it was a pretty big weekend at Coles County Dragway for several people. And that's why we're, you know, that's why I'm grinding this out and doing it because I didn't feel like it'd be fair to ignore some of the stuff that went on, you know, this weekend. And it was a pretty good, pretty good weekend, um, especially for Tucker Mack. How about Tucker getting it done for the Jim Hooper Memorial Race? You know, I talked to Tucker a couple weeks and eh, probably a month ago. He was on the show with him and his dad and interviewed and, and that was one of the questions one of the things i talked about was how would it feel to win a race like the jim hooper memorial i mean that's a thousand dollar race that's the biggest race you know that kid's probably had the opportunity to race in yet and he's you know his response was just like well you know he, he had no idea how to respond to that he's just like that'd be crazy i mean he, he couldn't even fathom the thought of what it'd be like to win that race and he won it so you know big round of applause Tucker Mack, and, and let me say something to you, Mike Mack. If you're listening, you better be building this kid a bracket car. I'm, I'm telling you, the talk is going around at Coles County Dragway that Tucker Mack is the real deal. This kid's a player. This kid knows how to race. I mean, he's a. this is a true – I mean, it's, it's hard to put, you know, throw out these names very often, but you don't see very many kids dominate in the junior dragster class, but there are a couple. I mean, Holden English, Robbie Easton – Vashon Young. I mean, there's there's plenty of names out there, but one of these days, the way it's turning out right now, Tucker Mack is going to be in that conversation. The way he's racing right now is unbelievable. I mean, he's almost already in that conversation. I've heard several people, you know, well-established bracket racers already talking about Tucker Mack is, is legit. Like the you know watching him race and watching his dad. I mean, they're they're humble people. They're they're really awesome to be around. And you know the the way their whole racing, I mean, operation works. It's I've stood there and watched, you know, Mike up on the starting line. You know, as soon as Tucker as soon as Tucker takes off, it's just one little you know fist pump from his dad because he knows he's probably solid up up front. And, you know, Tucker's going to do the rest down at the big end. I mean, it, it's just a smooth operation. The way, they, the way they're, you know, grinding things out right now, working on the car and, and getting better every week. Mike prides himself on putting that kid in the best piece of equipment he can. If he doesn't feel like something's right, if he feels like that car should be running better or it should be more consistent, he's on the phone, I mean, all week trying to figure it out. He's working on the car. He's ordering new clutches. He's doing whatever he can to figure out. You know, he he wants to put his son in the best piece of equipment out there, and and it shows. I mean, you know, look at you. You see the hard work paying off right now. Uh, Tucker's won four races this year, and you know, just got the biggest one of the year at Coles County Dragway. The, you know, the Jim Hooper Memorial. So hats off to those guys. Um, awesome job. Well deserved. It's it's really cool to see that. You know. Tucker was 004 in the final. 
I mean, get some of that. I mean, the kid just doesn't back down from anything. Nothing faces him. He's just, he, he really seems to have it all together as far as a bracket racer. So, like I said, you know, Mike, you better be getting that kid. You know, I, I'd say nice 650 to 670 car, big tire car if possible. You know, that kid's going to be a, he's going to be a player in, in the big cars. And, you know, just, just a good shout out here to Max Scott. Uh, Max Scott was the runner up in the Jim Hooper Memorial. And I'm not sure if Max has won an official like main event race this year yet or not, but uh, I, I've said this several times on the podcast and uh, Max is having a good year. And, you know, I know Rick works really hard, you know, and he's that whole entire family puts a lot of effort into Max's racing program and it's paying off as well. Uh, Max was solid all day. I mean, I, I tried to pay attention to, you know, the juniors for most of the day because I knew that they were paying out money for every double O light or, you know, the big money to, you know, first dead on with a zero. I mean, they, they were doing some neat stuff. And so, you know, so obviously it caught my attention. So I, I was trying to, you know, pay attention to every round and, and, and you know, kind of see who was, you know, getting into Blake's wallet a little bit. I know that uh, Fisher was announcing, and uh, he he was <laughs> he was really rooting for these kids to take some money from Blake. Um, so I was able to keep up with through you know pretty well with uh, you know Rob's announcing and stuff, uh, kind of filling in for Owen. Always nice to, when you know get a little fresh voice up in there every now and then. Um, Owen does a fantastic job, but you know I, I enjoy listening to Fisher announce and Christy and, and Andy Romine was up there a couple weeks ago and. Austin Romine goes up there every now and then along with Ellis Booth. And, you know, it's we've got a nice little group of people that go up there and, and kind of give Owen a little bit of a break, and they all do a fantastic job. But, yeah, shout-out to Max Scott. Just an awesome job. Jace Wellenberg had a good weekend. Um, I heard his name several times. I know he got pretty far down in there. Ava Valencia uh, won the Ray Evans Consolation Race. Um, Cruz Lee, runner-up. Cruz is another one. I mean, silently having a really steady year. I mean, young kid. Um, he's obviously one of the younger ones in, in the division. And, you know, he's won a couple Ray Evans races now and consolation races. And there he just run it up. So he's, he's also having a solid year. And, you know, I, I, I'm a, you know, big fan of Cruz Lee. Love seeing him have success and Ronnie Lee and, um, you know, his other kid, Kenzer. And then he, you know, Blake, just got out of a junior a couple of years ago. He's raised a really, really stout class of junior dragster drivers. And, and Ronnie's no slouch himself. Ron, Ron, if for, for those junior kids that are listening and don't know, Ronnie Lee is a really good racer. You know, he raced a couple of weeks ago in uh, the Robbie Easton Memorial race, and I was paying attention, and he laid down some pretty good laps, uh, beat some pretty good solid drivers. And, and it, you know, he doesn't do this every single weekend. It, it's tough to get out of a car you know, and, and not be in a rhythm and just decide you're going to jump in and try to do it every now and then. It, it really is not easy. And uh, I thought Blake did, or I mean, uh, Ronnie did a really good job a couple weeks ago at the uh, Easton Memorial race. And uh, wish he I wish he had time to race more often. I, I love when Ronnie's racing that truck. And uh, I thought he had her dialed in pretty decent, you know, a couple weeks ago um, and did a really well, a real, really good job. I'll tell you another Pretty cool thing that happened um, this weekend 
with the junior dragsters, the final round, I noticed that every kid, just about every kid was up on the starting line to watch um, Tucker Mack and Max Scott do battle for the thousand dollar grand prize. And, and I thought that was pretty neat. Um, just to all, every kid that like, I've said this before, that's a really, really tight community. Um, they're all really good friends. They all help each other out. They all hang out together. They all, they're just a really, really tight community. And, and, you know, I, I can say a lot about Ronnie Lee and Jody Lee keeping that together. Um, and then, you know, obviously the guy that they honored this, you know, this week, Jim Hooper really kind of set the foundation for that. But yeah, it was, it was really neat to see all them kids out there, um, you know, supporting both them kids, you know, in the final. I'll tell you another pretty awesome deal that went down this weekend. The JT Muffler Quick 8 Series hosted Denny Katz and Dana Coots in the final. Now, that to me, I thought was just really, really cool. Um, I, I've always said that I enjoyed when, you know, the Coots family come down and, and race. And I, I really like their racing operation and you know, obviously Dana's got really badass car and it's amazing that they've got that thing tuned the way they do for it to be, you know, as consistent as it is. I mean, this is a twin turbo, you know, a big block Ford you know, on a dragster that runs four seventies and they've got this thing turned down. I mean, that thing's capable of running like crazy numbers. Uh, got it turned down so they can, you know, compete and be competitive in bracket racing. And, and so far, it really looks like it's doing exactly what they're, you know, trying to get it to do. Um, Dana's had some, you know, success over the last couple of times he's been there. He's, you know, been down into the quarterfinals of Super Pro. Um, you know, he just got down runner up in the quick eight. And Denny Katz ended up getting the win. Denny's really good in quick eight. <laughs> I don't know what, you know, what it is about quick eight, but Denny seems to really have it on uh, kill mode in, in quick eight because he wins a lot of those races. He he's won, won a lot of those championships. So um, kudos to Denny Katz. And, but it, it was just really cool to see them two lining up side by side burnouts in the final two dragsters, Denny Katz, Dana Coots, um, you know, both 480, 470 dragsters. And, and it was a really cool um, final to watch. But um, shout out to Denny Katz for getting the job done. And uh, parking on the dance floor. And then turning around and doing it in Super Pro. Uh, he beats Adam Hughes in the final of Super Pro. Adam, one of them guys that hasn't been down there every week, but starting to make his way down there quite often. And, and it's really good to see Adam down there. Um, and, and a hell of a job this weekend getting runner-up. So Denny Katz beats Adam Hughes in the final of Super Pro. So Denny Katz doubles up, wins JT Muffler, Quick 8, and the Larice Motorsports Insurance Super Pro class. Pro class didn't disappoint. Um, all of your top three um, in the the points were battling it out, trying to pick up that win. And you know you got Kim Niemeyer sitting there. He's down to the semifinals, three cars left. My dad Ron Hill, he's down there in you know with six cars left. Uh, Clayton Patrick's in there. Ellis Booth, myself. And I was fortunate enough to get the buy and, and carry it to the final and uh, raced Ellis Booth in the final. And Ellis was just, you know, he, he, he knows how to race that. He was in the crusher. He knows how to race that car. He, he's just so good and, and really awesome. If he hits a light in that car, he's really, really tough to beat. I mean, I, he just proved it. I mean, he was 19 in the final. I was 003 and I still couldn't get it done. I mean, 
I thought I did enough down there to stripe. Um, I think I killed three mile an hour or something. And, and, you know, I've got a pretty decent car. At least I thought I did until that race. But, um, you know, I, I, I killed three and, and I thought I did enough. I didn't really want to try to get cute down there. But, um, you know, he just knows how to dial. He knows how to race. And, he, and he's just a phenomenal bracket racer. And uh, he picks up the win in pro class and moves up a little bit in the points. So um, interesting week um, uh, in the points, the way it's all starting to shape up. And we'll go over that a little bit later. But uh, Ellis Booth with the win in pro class. Sportsman class was an all-female final. How about this? Kelly Edwards gets it done. Um, Kelly hasn't been down there every week. And, you know, Kelly is very, very capable of winning sportsman or pro class at that matter on any given week and and so it was pretty cool to see her come down there this weekend and pick up a win um you know the edwards family hasn't been down there as often this year and obviously we know that you know the situation with cassie um she's expecting um she just got married and and you know she's got a lot going on and um i don't i'm not sure what you know walt's deal is um maybe the car's not right or Maybe he's just trying to spend some time with the family and, you know, they're doing the family thing. But Kelly decides to come down here by herself this weekend and she picks up the win in, in sportsman against the new points leader, Katrina Lin- or Katrina Murphy. Uh, so Katrina Murphy, you know, really stepped it up this weekend. She, you know, Chad Isley took over the points lead a couple of weeks ago and, you know, it's been really tight. It's been back and forth between her and him and, and, and a couple others. And she, I think she actually might have beat Chad this weekend. Maybe not. No, I think Jesse Fritz might have beat Chad. But, um, you know, it, it's really crazy to watch, you know, how the sportsman class is shaping up. But Katrina Murphy, she, you know, she's, she took back over the points lead, uh, run it up to Kelly, and it was an all-female final. So that was pretty awesome. Um, congratulations to Kelly Edwards and awesome job to Katrina Murphy in the sportsman class. One more shout-out before I roll through the top ten of the points. Tucker Dom. The best dressed of the weekend. I've noticed this a couple weekends now, and it's kind of one of them things where you're rolling through the pits and you see a like 12 year old kid wearing a shirt that says, I love hot moms. It just instantly gets your attention, and I think it's hilarious and I love it. So, the best dressed award uh, for the weekend goes to Tucker Down. All right, Larice Motorsports Insurance Super Pro Top. 10 Denny Katz takes the lead. So, you know, super pro points have been kind of back and forth. Corey Butler's been leading them most of the year. And then, you know, you had Denny Katz creeping up there. And then all of a sudden it was Bob Paul after Bob Paul had a good weekend. And then, you know, back to this weekend, Denny Katz ends up winning, takes a four point lead over Corey Butler. Bob Paul's still in the picture. So you got Denny Katz with 84, Corey Butler with 80. Bob Paul with 78, Jay Billingsley with 62, Jim Treat with 57, Austin Romine with 49, Bill Basler 48, Sarah Weaver with 46, Brad Olmstead with 41, and then tied for the top 10 would be Daniel Daniel Earhart and Doug Patrick both with 39. So that's your top 10 in the Super Pro class. And then Sportsman class, like I just mentioned earlier, you know, uh, Katrina Murphy ends up taking the lead back over in sportsman over Chad Isley. She got, she's got a five point lead over Chad now. So she's got 85 Chad Isley with 80 Ellis Booth with 77, Jesse Fritz with 74, David Lyons with 64, 
Um, let's see. Um, TJ Evans with 60. TJ had a pretty decent weekend, I believe. And then um, Caleb K. Wood has 58. Larry Lyons with 50. Uh, Tony Lyons with 43. Rick Wells with 42, rounding out your top 10 in sportsmen. On to the pro class. Kim Niemeyer still holding on to that lead in pro. He's been leading it just about all year. Um, well, actually throughout half the year, I believe, but he's he's been leading it for a while. So Kim Niemeyer with 92 points. And let me tell you something. Kim Niemeyer is racing really, really well. Results do not lie. And, and Niemeyer is having a really just an outstanding year. So kudos to Kim Niemeyer. You know, he's he's very well um, respected down at the track and it's it's well earned. I mean, he's he's like I said, he's racing really well. Uh, so Kim Niemeyer in first place with 92 over Ron Hill in second place with 89. Uh, myself, Rusty Hill with 85. And then Jim Treat with 78. LSV Booth moving up a little bit. 77 points. He's tied with Jim Chittick with 77. Max Lang uh, with 72. Austin Romine in eighth place with 67. Bill Lyons with 57. And then... Andy Romine with 52 rounding out the top 10 in pro. Junior Dragsters, T-Mac, Tucker, um, getting it done again this weekend. He puts together another outstanding weekend. So he's leading with 66 points. He's uh, leading over Wyatt Scales. Wyatt's also having a really good year. Wyatt's got 55. Max Scott, 52. Adeline Beal, awesome year this year. 50 points for Adeline. She's tied with Jesse Fritz. Fritz also with 50. And then um, Mia Scales with 47. Jace Willenberg with 45, tied with Kennedy Arnold. Uh, Cruz Lee also tied with them too. Uh, so uh, Jace Willenberg, Kennedy Arnold, and Cruz Lee all tied. Um, and then Andrew Long is rounding out your top 10 with 43. Also, want to give a huge shout out to Warren Evans at DragRacer.tv. Warren has really helped us out with the podcast, uh, and you know he he runs DragRacer.tv. Um, if you guys don't know about this, you need to check it out. It's pretty awesome. You go watch some live racing, and you get the breakdown of the race in front of you. It's pretty cool stuff. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube, DragRacer.tv, or go check out their Facebook page. Also brought to you by ErwinInspectionServices.com. Mike Irwin over there. Uh, buying a home is a huge investment. Get the detail you deserve with Irwin Inspection Services, licensed home inspector, and that's IrwinServiceInspections.com. Or you can give Mike a call, 217-460-0194. Or if you got some old stuff built up on the back of your house, you know, that yucky, nasty green stuff, the algae or whatever, Mike's Pressure Washing and Gutter Cleaning. Check them out on Facebook. It's Mike's Power Washing and Gutter Cleaning. They will uh, hook you up and, and get your house looking as good as new. So just a big shout out and a big thank you to those two guys. You guys all know this was a brutal weekend for the weather. Uh, very hot. You know, Rod kept saying it's cool, it's breezy, and and it just didn't seem to. I, I really wasn't sure what though. I, I can tell you right now, I was just thinking, please, God, just somebody take me out today. I was awful. I I, I mean, I, I, for those of you who don't know, I got COVID, and I mean, it was probably one of the worst, most miserable days at the track. It, it really hit me after like the second time run. So I got up, you know, felt fine, and and like I said earlier, 
if I had known that I had COVID, I, I wouldn't even came to the track because I don't feel like that's fair to everybody and, and I'm out there racing. I, I knew whenever I started feeling sick, I, I kept my distance from everybody. Um, matter of fact, Rod tried to come up and talk to me and I was like, just stay back, dude. I don't know what I've got, but I, I can tell you right now I'm miserable. And, you know, so I, and, you know, I think I told Max Lang, you know, when we got ready to race, I was like, just I'm not going to shake your hand. I, I mean, I'm not feeling good. So, I mean, good luck. Let's have a good race. And, and for the most part, I, I did that with everybody. I tried to keep my distance from everybody. But if I was there, you know, early in the day, didn't have any symptoms and, and you know, we came and talked, um, I apologize. But just be warned that I did test positive. So if you remember that you are around me, uh, you might want to be careful. So um, and like I said, I apologize. But it was brutal. It, it was like miserably hot. And I thought that, you know. The really the guys that you know don't get enough credit is the staff. I mean, they're out there busting their ass in this hot weather. You know, they're up on the starting line. The starting line, you think it's hot just standing there in the lanes or whatever. It's like 10, 20 degrees hotter on the starting line, if not hotter. So I gotta say, you know, big shout out to them guys. You know, they kept the event rolling as well as they could. They had a few traction issues, which is almost to be expected when it's that hot. A few cars I noticed that um you know, Tony Lyons did not have a very good day. I, I seen the car break, you know, break the tires out, break the tires off, you know, a couple times. And that's not really common for Tony Lyons's car. So, um, you know, hopefully he don't get too discouraged. You know, he, he knows that they're running Renegade and, and they've got a few things that are working out with Renegade. Um, I noticed that they, you know, I was actually in the water box and Tony was in front of me and I seen that they used the red or the the powder stuff, like the gold dust stuff. And right before he, you know, pulled up and I just, man, I don't know what the story is in this stuff. I don't know if it's a cheap version of the gold dust or what the deal is, but I have yet to see that stuff do what it's supposed to do yet. And, and I'm not up there seeing it every single time. I just know that they've done it for me whenever they see something and they've thrown that powdered bag down and, and, you know, sprayed whatever they spray over it. And I go up there and absolutely just brutally break the tires loose you know like i'm doing a john force burnout and um that's happened to me twice and then i seen it two times this week uh once with i believe Chow maybe and then the other one with tony Lyons, where they put the powdered stuff down on the track so i don't know maybe there's something to look at there i, I mean i'm not saying that it's not working i'm just saying that i haven't seen it work and like i said i'm not up there every minute so Maybe it's just something with the track that, you know, that, that needs more attention than just that stuff. But, um, but you know, like I said, it was hot. It was greasy. It was, they were doing everything they, <clears throat> everything they could. Sorry about that. <clears throat> and I, I, I thought for what they had to work with, I, I thought they did a good job. And, and they got the show done in, in a reasonable time. The car counts were not great. Um, I credit some of that to the weather. I, I'm going to say that it was just too hot for some people. And and you know what? It, it, I can't really blame you if that's the reason you stayed home. I mean, it, it is miserable when you go down to the, you know, the racetrack and it's 100 degrees and you're just you're just absolutely miserable. It's it's so hot in them race cars. So, I mean, I, we would have loved to seen a bigger car count, but it's it's understandable. And, and you really stop to think about the hours that the staff puts in, you know, you're talking about Doug Goad, you're talking about Greg Tim, Rod Veland, everybody involved, Susie, um, you know, the starting line guys. It really is amazing that they can sit out there all day in that heat 
just so we can race. So, I mean, you guys, if you see these guys, give them a pat on the back, tell them thank you, because really they're, they're the true unsung heroes here because they're the ones that they're not even really having that much fun. They're working, they're on the clock and, and yet they're out there all day long and they're out there a lot longer than us. I mean, most of us might be able to go back to our trailers or our air conditioner RVs or sit in the shade in between rounds. Um, these guys are out busting their ass all day in this stuff. And it don't just start, you know, at 12 o'clock. It starts way earlier than that. And it usually doesn't end until, you know, later in the night. You know, we might have already have our stuff loaded up and gone and they're still working. So just I got to give a huge shout out to them guys. Greg, Tim, Doug Goad, Susie running around and, and selling 50-50 tickets and Rod Velan running around doing everything he does. So, um, you know. Big shout out to them guys. It was a pretty cool deal to see them, you know, put the show on and not cancel for us. This week's trivia winner. Got to give a huge shout out to Jim Treat. If you guys don't follow the CCD podcast Facebook page, you might want to check it out. We give out money every single week. And this week we gave out $100. <clears throat> One of them was just for the trivia. $50. Uh, the tribute question was, who has who was the first female driver to win a track championship in one of the four main categories, being super pro, pro, street or sportsman, um, or bike class, and um, since the reopening of the track? And, you know, me and Fisher talked about this question and thought, man, there's nobody's going to get this. And it was actually um, Sandra Fisher and Jim Tree, you know, he he knew it. He answered correctly, and I texted him. I'm like, how the hell did you know that? And he had said him and Shana were just talking about her racing all the time and, and going over some of the females that had won championships, and they were just looking at the board a couple weeks ago, and they seen that Sandra Fisher's name was on there for 1989 uh, Street Championship. So uh, congratulations to Jim Tree, and huge shout-out because he donated the 50 bucks back to the ET Bracket Finals team. And you know what? That is $150 that we have raised on the CCD podcast for the bracket finals team. Um, and, and that's just because everybody's got such a good heart. And there's been several people that's donated the winnings back to the track. And um, I can't say thank you enough for doing that. Um, obviously, we try to, you know, give money out every weekend. And, and, you know, it's a pretty neat deal. But when you give it back to the track like that, that's also, that's also pretty special. And um, I know that the track has, you know, over the past couple of years, they've had trouble raising enough money for the bracket finals, and it might cost us to race there. I mean, it's always nice when we can go there and race for free. So, I mean, I just got to say thank you to Jim Treat and the Treat Racing family, uh, putting that money back into the pot and letting us use it for the bracket finals team. Also, we had a deal this week. Um, it's the 10th episode. To me, that's kind of a cool deal. I mean, that's a milestone. 10 episodes of the CCD podcast. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do something cool. I'm going to give out some money, um, some gift cards or whatever. And I just basically went and looked and seen how many members we had on the CCD podcast Facebook page. And it was 114. First of all, thank you, everybody that's a part of that. And, and secondly, I basically just went to random.org and put in one through 114 and I refreshed it a couple times and I clicked it and the first number come up was number seven. So I went down the list and found the seventh member on the list and it was Jason McConnell. Um, big, huge, you know, um, shout out to Jason. He wins $25 and a $10 gift card to five bugle bar barbecue. Um, 
Five Bugle Barbecue. They did some cool stuff this weekend. They, you know, Curtis started making his own sauce. It's good stuff. Um, I tried uh, two of them. I tried the one that was kind of a sweeter, you know, sauce. And then I tried the bourbon. And when they say bourbon, they mean bourbon. I mean, it tastes like bourbon. It's pretty good. But, um, and then Shannon Brand, um, Ellis Booth and Travis Booth's sister, she was the second winner. And she also elected to, you know, put her $25 toward the bracket finals team. So we appreciate that. That's um, $175 that we've raised for the bracket finals team uh, through the CCD podcast. And that's that makes me feel pretty awesome that we're, we're able to do that and, and that we got people out there that's willing to put the money back, you know, for to, for a good cause. So thank you, Shannon. And um, uh, congratulations to Jason and everybody else, Jim Treat and everybody that won some money this weekend. By the way, for those of you that live under a rock or are not on social media, if you're not on social media, you're probably not listening to this, but for most of you that you've probably uh, already seen the big news, uh, the schedule changing for CCD, Rod had to do something. They're running out of Renegade. They're running out of VHT. They're running out of just about everything you can get your hands on for Traction Compound. So um, I know this is a big struggle around the country. Um, you know, it's it's pretty obvious when you see other tracks doing the same stuff and they're canceling stuff. They're they're moving some Friday fun nights out of their schedule or making them no prep races. That is all because of the traction compound issues. Um, there's a main ingredient that, that we're not able to get over here. Um, they actually outload one of the ingredients because of it's being, you know, used for explosives or drugs or something. Who knows? I, I you know, you hear rumors all the time. I, but I'm just saying that, you know, Rod's doing what he has to do. Um, there's a lot of people that don't agree with it. Um, I was one of them. And you know what? Me and Rod's had our issues. We've we've had our disagreements. Um, it is what it is. I know from a business aspect, he's doing what he has to do. Um, so I'm just going to deal with it. And, and, you know, some people are not going to be able to deal with it. They already had stuff scheduled or planned. But basically, you know, he's still on for this coming weekend. Um they have a big race over at Terre Haute. And I mean, look, it's not really that appealing of a race to me. It is it is a big money race. But look, here's the deal. You're going to go over there. You won't win, you're going to win pro class and you're going to get $777. Well, you can come over to Terra, or, uh, Coles County and you can win pro class and win 800 or 1,000 if it's a good enough car count. So, I mean, yeah, now if you win the 777 over Terre Haute, you're going to get thrown in with the, you know, the, the box cars, and you're going to have to race against the winner of that side for 7,777. So, yeah, that part of it is appealing, but, you know, here's the deal. Like you said, that's not always an easy task. So you might just basically go over there. You might miss a points day to go race um, over there and win, you know, essentially less money than you'd win at Coles County Dragway. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't blame Rod for, you know, staying with it. I, I don't think, you know, last year's car count over that 777 at Terre Haute was not very good. Um, I, so we'll, we'll see what happens this year. But I think that, you know, it's a good weekend for you to come down to Coles County Dragway this coming weekend. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a nice Pretty nice weather-wise, I think. I, I looked at the weather. It looks like it's going to be a lot better than it was this past weekend. So, um, you know, like I said, he kept that race in the schedule. And then he added August 21st and the 20th, I believe. So, basically, the original weekend that was going to be for the double nickels um, has turned into a points weekend. So, obviously, with the double nickels, it would have not been a points weekend. And the last 
uh, bracket finals uh, points race would have been August 14th. Well, now it is that weekend of the double nickel that was scheduled. The double nickel is no longer. Um, he did not do that. And I don't, I can't say I blame the guy. I mean, he lost money in the first you know, time he did the double nickel. The, it, the double nickel has just not worked out well the last two or three times that they've tried it. The very first one was amazing. Um, maybe it was because of the, how it was scheduled or when it was scheduled. I don't know. Um, looking back on it, you know, you'd have to really, you, you could speculate a lot of different things of why it worked or why the last couple haven't worked. But um, I think, you know, the, the scheduling of it probably made a little bit of a difference. I don't, you know, I think that was a holiday weekend, not a lot of other stuff going on. But anyway, he canceled double nickels. So it is now a points weekend. So he added a points race. Yeah, I know. I, I wasn't excited about it either. I, I actually did talk to my work and I think they're going to work with me um, and, and give me the day off to where I can, you know, finish out at least bracket final points uh, for Indy. So that's the deal with the schedule changing. And like I said, it is mostly because of the traction compound. You know, Rod bought the last barrels of uh, Renegade that he could get his hands on. And, you know, hopefully his math is right and he's got enough that it'll get us through the year. Um, if not, I don't know. I know that there's several people working on um, trying to, you know, come up with a new chemical um, equation or chemical whatever to, to to make something new and you know i don't know where that's at yet i'm not a track representative or a track owner or traction compound representative so i can't answer those questions for you um you know i i, I like i said it is what it is you know some people are not gonna like this some people are just like yeah whatever i'll be there um you know it, you got to do what you got to do is from a business aspect for you know you look at rod and see what he's doing and He's just trying to survive. I get it. You know, it gets frustrating at times when, you know, stuff gets changed, but you do what you got to do to stay alive. And so that's that's where we're at with the, you know, the scheduling. By the way, um, just while I have the chance and I remember, I just want to say late happy birthday to Greg Tim and actually happy birthday to Rick Scott. Uh, today is his birthday. Um, you guys are probably listening to, this, listening to this on a Wednesday, so it would have actually been yesterday. But happy birthday to Rick Scott and happy belated birthday to Greg Tim. Rick, if you're listening, we might need to celebrate with the uh, off-road adventure on your golf cart. <laughs> it's good times. But anyway, I uh, just wanted to give them guys a shout out. So here's the deal. Um, this week, I'm not sure I'm going to get anybody on the phones. I've made a couple offers and... Um, have not got anybody to accept. So um, we'll see. Um, I don't really have a whole lot more to talk about here. So <laughs> it might be a really short episode. I'm going to go ahead and basically go through a couple other things and wait to see if I get a response. If not, we're not going to have a phone caller this week. I apologize. Um, I'm really not that upset about it. Like I said, I've, I've not felt good the last couple of days. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with a quick a short episode every now and then, especially one where I didn't even think I was going to do a podcast this, this week. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm going to look and see if I can find a couple, you know, I, I've got actually a, f a couple feelers out there, you know, something a little different, um, other than just a racer, maybe a, a track employee. Um, we'll see, but I just wanted to give everybody a heads up on that in case we do not have a caller. Um, we'll see, we're working on it. This week's standout drivers, in my opinion, um, I'm going to definitely go with uh, Denny Katz. Um, he won Quick 8. He won Super Pro. 
Um, didn't win the king of the track runoff. That was Ellis Booth. Ellis Booth had a really good weekend, uh, won pro class, won the runoff for the extra $300 and the king of the track. And they, they give out a pretty neat little sticker for that um, king of the track if you haven't seen that yet. Um, I got one earlier this year, and I, they're really neat. There's something different. It's a little, just a little sticker that says king of the track winner, um, kind of like a winner's you know, sticker. So it, it's pretty cool you know, that they started doing this. I, I like it. Um, I, I think, and, and you know, you get an extra point if you win that towards your class. So it, it's a pretty cool deal. But uh, Denny Katz is one of my standout drivers of the week. Ellis Booth, obviously. And then, you know, Tucker Mack. How can you not say that this dude might be my standout driver of the year? You know, I, th I think Tucker's only 13 years old and he has just been on a dominating force with the, you know, the junior dragster stuff and what he's really done isn't just impressive for a junior dragster driver it's impressive to you know overall you you could look at you know every class at coles county dragway and and think who's been the most successful um this year and as far as i'm concerned tucker mack is leading the race what he's doing this year is unbelievable and i would say that i'm putting him above anybody anybody in the pro class i mean kim niemeyer has really been on a roll so I don't want to take anything away from him. But as far as what Tucker Mack has done, I just I can't say enough about this kid. It's really awesome to see somebody come into this sport who hasn't been doing it that long. And, and looking back on his background, his history, as far as bracket racing history, I don't really know that Mike was much of a bracket racer. So it, it's really, I mean, Mike does a lot of the no prep stuff and heads up stuff and, and just building a really fast car. And so... To see a kid come this far in bracket racing is really, I mean, it's special. I mean, you don't see these scenarios quite often. So, you know, Tucker Mack is obviously one of my standout drivers of the week. Max Scott, I, you know, I've talked about Max a couple times this year on the podcast as, you know, silently having a pretty decent year. And you know what, Max, your, 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 your day's coming. I promise you. The way you're racing, you're, you're going to have that moment. And um, I just got to say kudos to you, kid, because you're doing a really fantastic job. You're you're having a good year, a good solid year. Your dad and your family, everybody that's involved in your race operation is, you know, doing a fantastic job. So Max Scott is also a standout driver of the week. And then you got the two female drivers in sportsman class just taking over. Um, Kelly Edwards gets gets the win in sportsman class. Like I said earlier, it's good to see her down there. And, and obviously getting the win and parking her car on the dance floor. And then Katrina Murphy, also somebody having a standout year. She's done really, really well this year. She's leading the points at Sportsman. She's last year's Sportsman track champion. Um, so, you know, it's no surprise that she's doing good. She's a really good racer, really talented racer. So um, them two obviously are going up there as standout drivers. And then I got I to gotta throw in Dana Coots. Dana Coots. You know, I talked, he wasn't down here at the beginning of the year. Um, they were working on that dragster and trying to tune it down a little bit. I talked about this earlier, slowing it down so they can be more competitive in the bracket racing side of things. And it's worked. And and he's having a lot of success here in the last couple of months. Um, and he gets a runner up in quick eight. And, and his time's coming. I'm, you know, obviously there's more quick eight races. And then obviously if he's down to racing super pro. He's just as capable of winning as anybody down there. So, Dana Coots, you are also one of my standout drivers of the week. I also want to go ahead and give a shout out to Clayton Patrick, who's wheeling a um, different ride. <laughs> he jumped out of his 
LT1 powered Camaro and he's in something a little bit different and he's doing a really good job. Um, he's he's turning on quite a few wind lights in that car. And, and, you know, for somebody that's just getting into a car, getting comfortable with it, he's already got it figured out. I mean, he's already won a lot of races. He's been in the money several times and his time's coming as well. Uh, Clayton is just doing an awesome job wheeling that car and, um, you know, just keep at it, man. Keep coming and you're, you know, your time's going to come. You're going to have your, your moment up there in the winter circle. Um, but Clayton was a really, you know, did a phenomenal job this week as well. And my last driver is standout driver of the week, Adam Hughes with the, uh, runner up in the, um, door card this week. Uh, so Adam Hughes gets it done. Or, well, doesn't get it done. He gets he puts it in the final, but uh, comes up a little short against Denny Katz. Adam actually, I think, might have been the very first winner of the double nickels. I, I Don't quote me on that, but I believe he might have been the very first double nickel winner. Um, Adam is a really, really good racer. Um, it's a shame that he's not been down there more this year and, and was capable of making the bracket finals team. He still might be. I haven't went and looked um, closely at the points. I mean, if he was to keep coming every week, he might still be able to slide in there and make the bracket finals team. But obviously you want the best that you can get when you go to Indy and having those guys available on your team is always a plus. So uh, Adam Hughes, good job this weekend. You're also one of my standout drivers of the week. All right. So as I told everybody, I was going to try to get a caller in uh, for this week's episode. And I'm doing something a little different this week. Um, I'm not, uh, spotlighting a driver. Um, I've thought about this for a while and I thought, you know what, it'd be pretty, pretty awesome to get a uh, perspective from a track employee. So I have arranged it and um, this is, and, and this does no disrespect to anybody that won this week or anything, but you know, Ellis has been on the show twice. Um, you know, I, I reached out to Denny Katz and he wasn't, you know, couldn't, he wasn't available to do it. So um, I just thought that, you know, this is something a little different. Um, we'll just go ahead and get a track employee. And, and you know, um, I thought about getting Greg Tim on the phone. Greg's, I don't know how Greg's cell phone signal is down at the track. So um, I went down the ladder and I found somebody to call in and do the show for us this week. So we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and we are going to introduce our guest. All right. Joining us now on the show is... Track employee and former racer, actually, believe it or not, some of you might not know that. Doug Goat, uh, we got Doug on the phone. How you doing, Doug? Not too bad. Man, this is really cool. I'm, I'm glad we got to do this because, you know, I, I really put the spotlight on the drivers every week. And I feel like it's pretty important deal to get, you know, to give these staff some recognition, especially you and Greg Tim. And you guys put so much into this place. It's it's unreal. You know, it's unreal how much time and effort you guys really do it. You know, you, you've you got a lot of track history here. And, and it's not just, you know, most people know you because if they're racing there, they're getting their car teched in, you know, normally by you. But, you know, it goes back a lot farther than that. You actually used to race at Coles County. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been down going down there since 88 or 89. Somewhere along in there. So when you used to race, what, what kind of class did you race in? Was it pro class, street class? I ran pro most of the time. Pro class. What kind of cards you have? I Camaro. Camaro. Back then. I've ran a Cougar. I've had a Monte Carlo. I've had bike. More than my four-wheeler. My four-wheeler is my favorite. Four-wheeler is the favorite. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think that I remember. Now that you say that, 
I remember you racing the four wheeler. I, I I almost positive there, you know, because there there wasn't that many quads that used to race down there in a bike class. And every now and then you'd see somebody, and I I think I remember that. That's been years ago. Yeah, about well, that was right before I started doing tech. So it was about seven eight years ago. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought. Uh, about seven or eight years ago, that's about the time that I kind of stepped away from it. For a while, I took a little bit of a break and back into it now. But you know, it, it's it's pretty cool that you know you've been around Coles County. I, I mean, me and you talked. Um, I think the, actually the one of the first episodes that I did the tribute on, you called and um, the question was something about the very first ever No Box Nationals, and you made a comment that you were at that race, racing in that race. Yeah, I think I did, if I remember right. It's been a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it, it's you, you. You've kind of gotten away from the the racing stuff now. You've moved into working at, at, at the track, and, and you know, I already shed light on this. You guys are, you know, you do a phenomenal job down there, and and Rod's really lucky to have a guy like you because really, I mean, to to get a track to work, you really got to have dedicated employees, and, and unfortunately, I don't know if Rod's got the amount of. Um, dedicated employees that he'd like to have, but he's at least got a couple of them, and, and one of them being you and, and Greg Tim. You guys put so much time. Matter of fact, you know, I was trying to get a hold of you today. You guys were down at the track today, weren't you? On a Tuesday. Yeah, I go down there pretty much every Tuesday. We go down and scrape, and I do the weed eating and stuff like that, and get everything looking a little better, and help Greg out wherever he needs help. So what exactly what goes into getting a track ready for a weekend? I know you just said you 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 know you go down there and scrape on a Tuesday, you do some weed eating. I mean, there's there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff that you guys do that other than just mowing the grass and and then you know most of the time people see what they see when they're at the racetrack. You know, you're either working the lanes and you do a lot of different stuff. You're either on the starting line, you're working the lanes, you're you know, there's a lot of different stuff that goes into your job. What exactly is your title? Are you the starting line guy or are you <laughs> just the... Uh, I'm, I'm the tech guy. I'm, I'm the tech guy. You I'm are, the paid asshole. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, Coles County Dragway has got that um, reputation of being one of the hardest places to pass tech. And you know what? Here's the deal. You, you guys follow rules, and I don't have a problem with that at all. I, I mean... The, the, the biggest thing is, is, you know, you guys want everybody to be safe, but you know, it doesn't seem like other tracks follow that standard as much. Well, yeah, we've been told that from a few different places that other racers that go to other tracks, they, I've never been checked for that, or they've never checked for this or whatever. Yeah. I can't say what they do at other tracks. I don't know. Right. Well, I but mean, it does like that we have a lot of issue with people coming in that don't pass tech or can't pass tech. Right. I mean, you know, that's, I mean, that's part of the rule. And, and, and you know what, I think Rod kind of lightens up just a little bit, like on a double nickel, you know, I, I I've actually heard that, you know, you take your own car for that if you really wanted to, but um, you know, and, and I, I agree to that to an aspect because on a big money race, the idea is to draw a crowd and you don't really want to have to turn somebody down, but you know, you guys, you, you're you're definitely one of the hardest tracks around to pass tech, and and I didn't know if that was something that's just you take pride in that, or is that just something that's kind of fed down the line? Like, look, we obey the rules here. This is how you're going to tech the cars, so on. I, it's kind of like it's you know part of your job is just like with you driving a semi. There's certain things you've got to do and you've got to go by. Right. You can't do any cuts. 
absolutely. Uh, and going into the same thing is my job. Right. Going back to going back to getting a track ready for the week. Explain to me your week going leading up to obviously you said, you know, today's Tuesday, you guys scraped the track, you you know, helped Greg a little bit weed eating and stuff. Now I'm sure Greg's gonna mow either either he did today or tomorrow if it don't rain yeah. too much. Yeah, Greg's gonna have a long week. He uh, he asked he's putting his mom to rest Thursday, oh, wow. and so he he he's got a rough plate this week because he'll put a lot of hours in. Does it? But he'll do it every week, right? Greg does more on the track prep than what I do. I pretty much. What you see me do on race days is pretty much all I do with the track itself, except for I go down and help him scrape or if we need to replace anything or whatever. Now, help work on that. How does it, how is it, you know, in retrospective, as far as looking at like throughout the, like after race season's over, let's just say racing's over, like what is, is there any other work, you know, on your end that goes into, you know, because a lot of other stuff goes on when there's not racing. I mean, Rod's doing, you know, a lot of stuff, organizing stuff is, are you a part of any of that? Or are you just kind of like, you know, you got your little uh, nice winter break. If he says anything about rule changes or any of that stuff, or, you know, he'll question or ask us different dates for different races and stuff. Mm-hmm. If we're good for the weekends or whatever, I tell him all he knows, all he's got to do is give me a phone call and tell me what time to be there, and I'll be there. Absolutely. Is it just because you love being around racing so much? I mean, is it? Is Even that- when I broke my back, I broke my back in 2016, and it was right before the last race of the season. And I was stuck in Peoria in the hospital, and I was mad because I couldn't get out of the hospital to go to the race. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I work at the track. It's not for racing. Really? If I was racing at that time, they wouldn't have been able to keep me in the hospital. <laughs> you you really have a passion for this sport. I mean, to to go through what you guys go through, I know a couple of weeks ago at the Robbie Easton Memorial, how many hours of sleep did you get that night? Okay, so they raced till 1230. Say that again. Sleep was over that weekend. Yeah. I, I, that's what I, I kind of figured. Probably two and a half, three hours of sleep sat on that Saturday night, a couple different Saturday nights. This yeah. Year. And that's, that's what goes into this. <laughs> These people, you know, I've made the comment. Rod's talks about it a lot. You guys, you know, when it comes to, especially when it comes to a double weekend, you know, Saturday and Sunday, you guys really throw in some hard, hard earned hours out there. And it's, it's really, that's for sure. Yeah. It it really is, you know, putting it into perspective, it's, it's amazing. And, and I got to say, you know, for me and, and probably a lot of other people, we, we really appreciate it because honestly, you know, it's hard to go somewhere and, and have a track that you can, you know, depend on and, you know, everybody's nice. It's like a family affair and you guys really make that happen for us. And, and we just will all would like to say thank you for that, but. You know, away from racing, what what do you, I mean, do you have any other hobbies or any other stuff that you do away from racing? Not really. It's <laughs> just I all mean, racing. You live out in the country. You've been to my house. I got a bunch of junk. I scrap. Yeah. <clears throat> I got shit laying everywhere in my yard. Right. So Try you just got projects. It, you know, kind of, yeah, I got a bunch of different projects. A lot of projects keeping yeah. you busy and it stuff. It doesn't seem like I ever get any of them done. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, the feeling. It's part of life, like, right? It's part of being retired. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, you you guys you guys put so much time and effort into that racetrack. It's like getting free time, you know, to get some of that stuff done. I know exactly where you're at with that. But, um, you know, before I, I told you earlier, before I called you, I was going to do the pick a winner, be a winner um, with you. And, and I'm looking forward to that. And I've actually changed up a little bit. But before I go into any of that, I mean, is there anybody you just want to say thank you to before we go into the game? I know that Rod, you know, he's he's put a lot on your plate, and I'm, I'm sure you're probably pretty appreciative, and I know Susie's real supportive and, and helps you out in a lot of st- different ways. But just giving you a chance, if you wanted to say thank you to anybody. I would say thank you to all you guys that race that come out there and show up and give us a place to work. Yeah. wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have a job right now. Well, I tell you what. I mean, it goes both ways. If you If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have a place to race. So we appreciate mm-hmm. it as well. So but what I do for the track, I do for the racers and for Rod and Donna. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what, it's it doesn't go unnoticed. I will tell you that for sure. So here's the deal. <clears throat> On the pick a winner, be a winner, I've changed it up because I'm this is getting to where it's been not hit at all. So here's how it's gonna work. I've knocked four drivers out of the top ten. So we're going top six of each class now. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, some of these top heavy hitters. So I'm going to start out with the Super Pro class first. I've got these six chips, so it's the top six in points. I'm going to throw these in a bucket right here. I'm going to shake them up here. All right, I'm going to pick one, and it, it is <clears throat> Jim Tree in Super Pro class. He has got a win this year in Super Pro. So Jim Tree in Super Pro. <clears throat> All right, we're going to go to Sportsman class. Top six in the sportsman class. And we've got TJ Evans. TJ Evans is right on the bubble. He's a sixth place guy. So now we are going to go to the pro class. All right, we got our chip, and it is Ellis Booth. Ellis seems to get drawn for this about every single week. He just won Pro Class, and he's your candidate for Pro Class. So you got to pick one of these drivers. You're either taking Ellis Booth in Pro, Jim Tree in Super Pro, or TJ Evans in Sportsman. And I believe we're up to $65, maybe $70. I'll have to double-check and go back and listen to last week's episode to see. But you know the name of the game. If you win, if the driver that you select wins that class, I'm giving you the money, and I'm giving him the other half of the money. So it'd be 65 to you and 65 to that driver. Or if it's 70 I mean, like I said, I have to go back and look. I've lost track, but... Um, that's your options. TJ Evans in Sportsman Class, Jim Treat Super Pro, and Ellis Booth in Pro. I'm going with the least amount of experience of all of them. The boy's been hot, that's for sure. TJ Evans, you are correct. And he is due for that Sportsman win. So I'm going to write you down, mm-hmm. TJ Evans for Sportsman. And <clears throat> you heard that, TJ. I know TJ listens, so a little extra incentive I know sportsman class isn't the best paying class, but $65 or $70 on top of it would make for a nice weekend. So, TJ Evans, sportsman class, I got it written down. Well, listen, Doug, I know you've had a long day, and I can't say thank you enough for calling in and doing this. I thought it was pretty neat that we got to speak with somebody from the track instead of just a driver. So, I appreciate you doing this, man. 
No problem. All right. Anytime. Hey, we'll see you down there this weekend. I'll be there. All right. Take it easy. Yeah, later. All right. So there you have it. We have gotten a chance to talk to Doug Goad, and I can't say thank you enough for him calling in and doing this. It's pretty cool to get to, you know, hear this per- perspective from somebody else, you know, that's not just down there racing. You know, Doug is one of the toughest in the country at tech and cars, and, and he's proud of it. And you know what? If that's what, you know, that's what that's the rules. And you know what? You know, Coles County has been notoriously famous for following the rules. Some might not agree with it, but you know what? That's their job and that's Doug's job. And he's going to do his job as thoroughly and as good as he can. Um, so I, I, you know, it is what it is. If you're going to come down here and race, you better have your, you know, equipment certified. You better have it, um, legal. And if you do, there should be no problems. Doug is one of the nicest guys. You know, it's not one of them deals where you go down there to a track and just hand them, you know, your money, your injury fee and your tech. It's, it's a big deal. And Doug is, like I said, Doug's one of the best in the game at doing it. He knows what to look for, and um, he's not going to, you know, shy away. If he finds something wrong, he's going to tell you. But, uh, you know, Doug's a really, uh, you know, good dude. And, and it, you know, tech and cars isn't just all he does. You know, he, he labeled himself as the guy that techs cars. But, you know, Doug does a lot. You know, I see Doug trying to, you know... Uh, manage the lanes, um, you know, letting people know that's lanes full. He'll, you know, he's been known to pair cars. He's been on the, you know, starting line, helping Greg, looking, keeping an extra set of eyes on the track. If he sees something, you know, he's pointing it out to Greg. And, you know, these guys, you know, not just the hours they put in during a race, but after the race or throughout the week leading up to a race, it's, it's really phenomenal. And uh, like I said, we can't say thank you enough. You know, you guys give us an excellent place to race at. It's one of the cleanest properties in the country. And um, you guys do a really fantastic job. So I can't say thank you enough. That is all the time we got for this show. We will see you all down at the track this weekend. I believe they have Friday Fun Night going on this week. They got a regular ET Points Day on Saturday. So if you're not doing nothing, get your asses down to Coles County Dragway. 